0: Hello, and welcome to Get Schooled by Marcella Alonzo Today's guest, I have the beautiful Lucy Hart. Hi. Thank you so much. And you look so, you're so gorgeous in person. Nice. Nice. And I love your butt. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I was like, she, if you guys, you have to see her butt. It is, it's just delicious looking. It's so perfect. Yes. Um, well, There's a place they can do that. Yeah. Oh, there is a place. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, I brought in Lucy and uh, I discovered from a good friend of mine, she came and you made a major trip. You you came from the West Coast Mm -hmm. and then you came from the East Coast, sort of similar to what I did too, because I did that in 2019 and I was on the West Coast for like over 10 years and it was very difficult for me. And I was very, very curious. Um, about a lot of changes you had, especially with this, the move, because yeah. it's so different being on the West coast versus the East coast. But oh, way different. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Tell us a little bit about you before we begin. who you are and how you became Lucy Hart.
1: Sure. Um, well, I started sex work in, uh, Tampa in like 2000. Ooh, where was, when was it? Hmm. I want to say 2007. Well, my first actual movie was in Dundalk, Maryland, like uh, near Baltimore. I was in a fetish porn. I was just tied up and gagged and masked and stuff like that. And uh, it's a good good old torture film. You know what I mean? It it is what it is. Um, I didn't think that much of it. I honestly just did it for kicks. Um, But it was the kind of stuff I was into at the time. And I was like, oh, cool. Now I've been in a movie for that, whatever. Went on about my life. I did any kind of job you can think of, even landscaping, software sales, underwater aerobics instructor, street performer, like, I could go on, you know what I mean? A bunch of jobs, It kept trying stuff. And then one day someone asked me to be into gay porn. I was like, okay, um, at the time I needed the rent money. So I thought, sure, fuck it. So I flew out to San Francisco, or San Diego, actually is where we started. Um, anyway, I was off to the races after my first porn, like getting paid, you know, my first, like, show your face, do the whole shebang. Um, I loved it. And I knew right away, uh, I love performing. I, I mean, as much as you could love something after doing it for one full day. Um, but what I really love is the idea of just starting a business like that. Like I knew right away, I want to be a pornographer. Like, this is the thing I've been looking for, the thing that I can actually do well. Um, the downside is I like, crap, what am I going to tell my family? You know, what am I going to tell my friends? oh geez this is going to be hard maybe I can hide it maybe they'll never know crap it's the internet they're definitely going to know you know of course they're going to know right away um so anyway I had to deal with that and navigate that but that's what I did I just so from uh whenever that was 2007 to 2010 is when I was finding my way 2010 I started my own porn production um that was in Tampa Florida Uh, Eventually moved out west. Uh, I lived in Vegas the whole time and worked in L.A. a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just kind of preferred Vegas over L.A. And then, yeah, in the past year, I uh, sold the business, um, changed genders, moved across country, kind of started a whole new life, you know. And um, the thing was, I was very happy. I had built up my own business to, uh, it was Perv Out was what it was called. It was was just enough websites uh, for me to manage. Um, Everything was on autopilot. You know, I was really happy. I'd worked my butt off for like over a decade and I had gotten to where everything, like I paid a director to direct and a performer to perform and producers to produce and editors to edit, marketing people to market. All I had to do was run payroll. You know, I was basically retired. Um, and I was making really good money every month, just sitting down, paying the payroll. And then if I felt like being in a movie, I'd be in a movie. And I kind of had it made. I just wanted to do, I, I wondered the whole time because I knew I was trans and I never transitioned. I was like, I, I, can I do this as a woman? You know, like, can I do it? So that's what I did. Um, it was expensive. So I sold everything, sold the business, ended up moving to New York because it's just a more trans friendly city. You know, it's just fucking awesome here. Um, and then here I am starting, restarting the whole thing. You know, so now <laughs> I have to restart the websites, the affiliate program, the marketing, rehire people. Um, I'm training in a great camera person in Beatrix now as a pro dom. Um, working and she's just pretty much got it but i mean you know film and porn there's little intricate details right uh resetting all the lighting and then i had to buy a new camera today because i was like well i do different i shoot like in an alley now it's different you know mm-hmm. than when i was in vegas um but every everything you gotta do with film i gotta redo uh the website's gotta redo rebrand everything new uh all that social media that's and now there's TikTok and reels and all this stuff we got to do. So and we,
0: threads now.
1: Yeah, now there's... a uh, Threads, yeah. I haven't done the thread. I downloaded it. I haven't done it yet. Um, I don't know. I'm really hoping it dies before. Because <laughs> I'm like, God, I don't want another one. You know? Oh, like, no. It's oh, so yeah. fucking many. Like, ah, they're just going to hate us. Yeah. You know? Like, whatever it is. it is, it doesn't. It's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to put all this work into it. And then they're just going to kick me off for being a sex worker. So, I'm like... But... Um, but if everybody does it, I guess I have to fucking do it. I don't know, that's how it is. But but I love the other, the actual work we do, you know, and the creativity yeah. and all that, and the people. Um, anyhow, so that's that's where I'm at now, is I just just totally second life. You know? Yeah. I'm just redoing the whole life, and it feels so good. I yeah. mean, I was burnt out right. on sex work to the point where I made myself retire. You know, I mean, I loved it, but I was like, I was over it. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um and now I like love shooting fetish clips at home, even, you know, like the stuff yeah. that was just kind of the grind, you mm-hmm. know, like, I guess I'll do a comedian instruction. I got time. Yeah. You know, I'll like set up my phone or a camera and a light, put on my makeup, do a bunch of coming instructions and joi's and stuff, and then edit them, put them on the, wherever they go. I want clips, clips are still on my fans And then, um, I love it though. Now, you know, it's like really validating. Right. Know? I feel like, God, I feel great. I mean, um it's your true passion it's my passion and i'm doing it as me you know because before i was yeah it wouldn't quite me i thought it was but right right, you know so now it's everything feels like just
0: it fits you know right right because you're following what you really want to do this is what nobody's forcing you yeah and this is who you are what you enjoy you're being your true self
1: yeah 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 that's fucking great I feels sexier this way. I mean, now I have tits and ass, so I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that helps. Nice I'll ass help. too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice. I love it. Like, topping everything is just better. I was pretty much bottom my, for the most of my career, mm-hmm. um, and I love topping now. I just love it because when you're in comfortable in your own skin, yeah. Um, there's no, like, if I'm really domming or topping someone, I don't have to be aggressive. Like I used to think that's what topping was, was be aggressive, mm-hmm. top, or be like a rawr. Um, All I have to do is be myself and be decisive. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, sit there, give me your hand. Do you want me to touch this? Yes, no, okay, can I touch it hard? Yeah, okay, cool, yeah. And it's just being decisive and being very present. Um, feel it works. I mean, people are calming their brains out, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and I feel so good just being in the moment, you know. I feel like I was putting on a show before, like I was pretending, mm-hmm. and now it's
0: just... You just feel more of alive and then... You're... Yeah, I just
1: feel like I, this is natural now. It's just so natural. So like, you have a girlfriend and I just, it's just like, we, we do work together, but we mm-hmm. also, you know, of course, it's girlfriend, so we fuck. And it's like, just good. It's just, it's just like feels so good to just make them come, you know, <laughs> It is so good. And they make me come Yeah, I mean, you know, that too, but mm. yeah. Yeah. We're, she's very toppy too. So oh, really she's funny. Wow, two so, tops. Yeah, we're two tops. And then we just, but it still work because we're just, in, we're, it's not like any kind of competition. It's just uh-huh. like, let's just make each other feel good. Right. You know, That's and amazing. the switch happens. And uh, it's very fluid. It'll be like, I'm very much in control, then they'll be in control and then I'll be in control. And then, and sometimes it'll all lean one way. Like they're very, very dumb, very, like, I mean, they are dom. that's mm-hmm. what they do. Um, and then sometimes I end up like real, like, you know, holding their hands down and just, just fuck, 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 and it's just so great. Um, And then, but that doesn't make them less of a dom. Right. You know, like, because everybody needs to get fucked, you -hmm. know, like I like to get fucked too, you know, so just, but it it feels good to just be real and not like. Authentic. Yeah, it's just authentic. Authentic is the word. Yes.
0: That's That's what I love. I I think I sense that about you. That's why I wanted to interview you so badly, because I could just tell you're very authentic. Um, That being said, you've done, you've gone through a lot. You've done a lot. Um, but you have always been able to hold it together. Um, um, because, and I could share this, you've been sober. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to, the, my big thing is I really want to share with other sex workers that might be, you know, they might be like on the fence and they need to get help. So yeah. I wanted, I would love for you to share about, even though you've done all these changes in your life, you know, how you've made. Main- that sobriety and what you have done
1: which yeah and it's uh i was very fortunate i was already sober a long time when i got into sex work, Mm -hmm. so i didn't have to get sober as a sex worker i just Mm -hmm. had to stay sober becoming one
0: you know if Mm -hmm. that makes
1: sense because it's different it's different like the initial detox off of whatever people are on is intense depending on what you're on you know of course but in other things but uh that's a thing where like some people can just nail it at home just lock themselves in a room or something like that and a lot of people just need to go they need to go to the hospital you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that's kind of it um but then that like staying sober for me it's it's never been i think the important thing to understand because i always thought before i got sober i thought um it must just be like constantly wanting to get fucked up, but you can't. Like I mm-hmm. thought that's what I pictured. Because if I wasn't, if before I got sober, if I wasn't fucked up, I wanted to be, and I was very disturbed until I was. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like not comfortable in my own skin until. So, that doesn't work. If if it was a matter of white knuckling, just I'm not gonna drink no matter what. Argh, I wouldn't make. I wouldn't have made it. Um, in a couple of weeks, it'll be 25 years. You know, like there's wow. no way you can make it that long.
0: Just You've <gasps> been, so you've been, you know, for 25 years sober. Pretty
1: close. Like uh-huh. August 9th will be 25 years. Yeah. So, uh, there's no way you can make it that long if you're just like holding on or like, this sucks. I really want this and I can't have it. You know, it's that's, that's not it. Mm-hmm. Um, the trick is like, uh, displacement. You know, like I, I had to, uh, what, what I used to do every day was wake up, smoke as much weed as I could, then take uppers, then drink to be social, mm-hmm. then take the hallucinogens like the LSD or whatever to like feel okay. That For some reason, that stuff made me feel like my brain worked good, mm-hmm. you know, more than any of the psych meds I was on. Um, and uh, so instead of that, uh, I wake up. I drink my coffee. I still do my coffee. I mean, coffee's drug. Whatever. I don't care. I just do it. So I just mm-hmm. drink the coffee, um, and I uh, and I just sit still. And that sounds horrible. If someone's brand new sober. Like sit still, quietly. Fuck that. My head's going a million miles, and, and I don't feel comfortable in my skin. Fuck you. You know. But if you if you just give it a chance, um, and breathe, and maybe do it with someone else who's sober too, um, you might be surprised. On the other end of the, ah, loud head, you know, vo- like mm-hmm. people, when I was, new would talk about, nearly sober would talk about voices in their head. And I, I was like, I don't have voices in my head. But if I was really quiet, I would hear myself thinking, you know, mm-hmm. just going over conversations that might happen in the future or stuff that have, has, has happened in the past or just the pressure and the anxiety and all that kind of stuff. I didn't know the words for it at the time, but, um, But I I had to learn how to just listen to that. Mm -hmm. Just watch it as opposed to be it. Like I don't don't, want to be my anxiety thoughts and my panic thinking or my depression thinking or any of that stuff. Um, I call it moping. I don't even call it depression anymore because I'm like, "Eh, it's still mopey. Um, I just watch it like I become an observer of it. And uh, I've had to learn how to kind of do that. And then writing a lot of anything spiritual I do it's nothing mystical I don't do the crystals or any of that mm-hmm. shit like I don't do any of that uh, I just pen and paper and a notebook I just that's that's my spiritual practice It's just I just write down what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking and then sometimes categorize it like okay these kind of thoughts are dishonest with myself you mm-hmm. know uh, these kind of thoughts are anger these ones are fear you know that kind of shit and just write it down, and then I go over that stuff with someone I, I love and trust. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who's sober on me, or whatever. Or, or whatever, someone I love and trust, you know. Um, and just saying it out loud helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a praying person, you know what I mean? I don't know what I believe in. I don't really care to mm-hmm. figure it out. How, how could you ever know, right? right. Um, so, but I do that shit, and that shit works. I'm telling you, that shit works. I try to help other people do the same thing.
0: And that's it. Writing down the feelings like that.
1: Oh, yeah. The journaling works. That's key. Especially if you can't sleep at night for like getting sober. It sleeps hard, you know. Um, you know, just getting enough gusto together to switch a light on, grab a pen, grab a piece of paper and just write down the shit that's keeping you awake. And you might be surprised. You might be able to fall asleep. You know, it's not a guarantee, but it will help. Right, right, right. It will help you know? Yeah, it will help, especially if you can talk to someone about the shit you wrote down. Right, find someone you trust. Um, that's been it, and then you know I've done therapy and shit, but it's mm-hmm. all been like really just looking for pointers. You know, because mm-hmm. if you're already doing that, if you're doing the whatever you call what I just described—mental health work—I don't know the like spiritual work—if right. um, you're already doing that. And then you find a good shrink, then you, you know what to ask them. Right. Because you can bring that notebook into them and be like, listen, this is what I've been writing down. Um, like, for example, lately, I've been waking up. Uh, I found myself about six months ago, I wake up with this feeling of like dread,
0: you know, mm-hmm. like, OK, OK,
1: OK. Ah. And um, and then. I didn't like that but i was like well that's interesting and then i would just get up and brush my teeth and go do my prayer meditation writing shit Mm -hmm. and it would be fine and then i'd go throughout my day and the day would be great but it was like every morning i wake up with that dread just like (gasps) and um Mm -hmm. and then i was like well maybe it's financial fear you know like i am spending a fuck ton of money living in new york now (laughs) restarting a whole business and i don't have any revenue coming in yeah that's Mm -hmm. pressure um and that has a factor to it that plays a role, but it's a little deeper than that. It's it's like Lucy doesn't feel comfortable in Lucy's skin. Um, there's some there's some deep seated fear. Um, so I had to start looking for what is it I'm not cleaning up that it that I need to clean up. Mm-hmm. And I haven't fully found it. but I think I I mean I'm definitely trying this and trying that. Yesterday I did the I sent in the paperwork to have my my uh, name change my birth certificate because mm-hmm. it's something was important to me and I just hadn't done that. I'd been putting it off. And that, I don't know, I woke up and I didn't really have that. I had that dread, but it took about five minutes to start. So mm. I'm like, was that it? I don't know. Um, I haven't visited my parents in a long time. So I made a plan to go visit them. It's like, maybe that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the thing I'm not taking care of. So, But I, that's what being sober to me is, is I have shit in me. The feelings, the, the, the soul stuff. And I'm responsible for it. It's not just like... Because I, cause I can't just go smoke a bunch of weed and drink mm-hmm. to make it go away. Right. So I got to do something about that shit that's in me. If I want to stay sober, I want to be happy. In the end, I don't. I mean, sober or not sober, I'm, honestly, I'm not convinced, like, that's the way to go. Be sober. Not at all. Like, if someone's happier not being sober, go not be sober. But for me, that they're kind of hand in hand. Right. And uh, uh, I just want to be happy. And I, I got to... I got to take responsibility for that shit that's in me. So that dread feeling every morning, um, I I, I write down stuff, I talk to people about it. And then if I'm seeing a shrink, that's the kind of thing I would go tell them about and just kind of give them the the tools I'm working with and be like, is there Mm -hmm. another tool I should be using? Like, should I be like, what, is there a book I should read? Is there a different way I should write
0: this shit down? Yeah." No, that, that's what you got? Like, that's helping it, yeah. me already, you saying the right stuff down because I've had those mornings myself where it's dread and it's like it's a new day mm-hmm. and I have this going on, that going on. But that's yeah. a great exercise now. I think I'm going to try doing that.
1: Well, I got it. Yeah, and, and some people might draw. I don't know what other people do. I, I write words on paper, but um, I'm sure there's other ways to express. Right. You know, but that's just what works for me. Mm-hmm. And my handwriting is horrible, so I, it's very... Safe. No one. No one's gonna be able to read it, but me. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I got it. I gotta. And then for getting shit done, same tool: Mm -hmm. Post-it notes, to-do lists,
0: calendar. Mm
1: -hmm. Eleven dive on my calendar. It's all all written down. It's gotta be. And then that frees up my head, my soul, my feelings. Mm -hmm. Because all the shit that's supposed to be handled, it's kind of it's got its place now. Yeah. You know, like right now, I'm behind on content and updates for me. Mm-hmm. Um tonight on my to do list is catch up on that of course. And I got to tinker with my new camera I just bought and I want to work out. That's that's it. That's all I, I don't have to think about like what am I going to do today? Am I doing enough? Am right. I enough? What am I do? I, am I sexy enough if I get insecure like right. uh, I don't like how my gut looks <laughs> from this angle. Uh, uh. Um well, I wrote down that I'm going to work out later. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as long as I stick to that and I eat okay in between now and then, I just ate two cookies before the show, so maybe not. But, you know, generally, uh, I don't have to, like, spiral out about I'm insecure with my looks or so-and-so doesn't like me or da 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 Because that's the stuff that would make me not sober. Mm. You know, those fears? Yeah. And the, and the the, fear, self-centeredness is what it is. I'm not, I'm scared, I'm not okay. Me, me, me. You know, um, so I needed to work on that. Right. And us being sex
0: work, we deal with so much as sex workers. So so many, so many different aspects of our mental health where, Mm -hmm. and even us finding therapists, I've been through it with therapists before. I don't know if you have. Good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some bad ones. Sure. I had a really good one. And then the insurance didn't accept it. That's like always. I've
1: never had insurance. I've always had good insurance. Mm hmm. Well, not always. Uh, for a long time, I've had good insurance. Been able to afford it. Mm-hmm. Never had one cover a therapist. Ever. Mm. I mean, they'll cover their, like, group therapy or whatever. Right. Like, they want to send it Yeah, so, isn't that I, the
0: strange Would Even how because yeah. I had good insurance, and then I had a therapist, and then she told me, I got these covered but they won't cover it no more and I'm like, "What?" like
1: yeah and yeah, it was
0: disappointing good. because I had found that right therapist and we yeah, yeah. as sex workers, we can't go to just anybody.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's it there's already the sex work thing and then they have to be good. Yeah, like they have to be awake uh in the moment with you. Mhm. And not just watching the clock and uh and then like I don't know. I'm 44 years old. I've had a lot of friends that became therapists, you know, Mm. like all the way up to PhD, the whole thing. And every one of those motherfuckers is crazy. You know, my sister's a therapist. Is she crazy? Yeah. Yeah. She, she's, they're all fucking nuts. Yeah. Right? I think, like,
0: and I could say this too because she's my sister. Yeah. I fit, she did have some trauma happen to her. Sure. When she was younger. Yeah. And I feel like she's always trying to fix this. They are. And what I've known, like why I, else would you... I I personally would yeah. never want to be a therapist, right. but I do push and I do encourage and I'm there for other sure. people. But I don't, I personally would not. Could not handle being a therapist. Yeah. And, but there is, it does take, they kind of do it to study. Um, I feel like they're studying to diagnose themselves. Because I see that with my sister. Yeah. And I can honestly say that, yeah.
1: Well, if I look at it. Okay, so like I, I, I like to work out. I like to do fitness shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, once in a blue moon, once every few years, I'll go get a personal trainer for mm-hmm. a little bit. And I know how to move weights around. Mm-hmm. And I know what to eat, and I know, and I'm, I don't have a motivation problem with that. Like, if I put it on the calendar, I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna do my workout. Um, but once every few years, I'll go pay someone to like, I just want to learn do they know some tricks I don't know, you know, do you're, they know a couple things you're
0: exactly like me? Because I believe yeah. I've told people, and they're like, I know how to work out, and I go, but sometimes. You might hire that person, and they might know something you don't know, or bring something to light.
1: And science is always moving forward, right? So they might be like, "Oh, the way you have your 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 ankles, your feet angled, when you do that movement, you know, if you just twist a little bit here Mm -hmm. now, do you feel that more in this part?" Yeah, you know, what like that shit's cool, and that's not something I could YouTube and figure out. Oh man, but I'm not going to make time for. So -hmm. it's just nice to pay a pro. That's about how much I respect therapy, like mental health therapy. And that's a ton of respect. I'm not saying no Like, I definitely respect a lot of therapists. But um, I have to look at it like that. Like, they might know some tricks. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And the action of me going to them is going to motivate me to maybe write more shit down. Mm -hmm. But me working on my mental health, that's on me. That's on me. In my case, writing my shit, sitting, reading, praying, being honest in my relationships, being honest myself. That's on me. I can't just go get a shrink and hope that they fix it.
0: Yeah, because you do. You do have to go when you do go to a therapist, and they do suggest stuff. You do have, you are in charge, you are the one that have to take accountability. Well, there's
1: not enough time in an hour session yeah. for them
0: to know what to suggest. Right, right, right. Like, off the cuff. Right, like right, Like, if, right. if
1: I just, they, you know, you go to that first therapy session and they're like, so. Or they're just quiet. They just yeah. let you talk. Or they say, so, what do you want to talk about? And then you're like, fuck, what do I want to talk about? <laughs> i don't know why did i make this appointment why am i here what i'm hungry i don't really know if be here. god i wish i could vape in here i don't know can i vape in here Are they not <laughs> let me vape in here and then you're like shit that i just spent 40 dollars, like 10 bucks on that minute when i was mm-hmm. just like shit 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 thing 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 okay uh, i don't know i feel like maybe i have that sen- sense of dread in the morning and then the therapist is like hmm sense of dread and then i know they're thinking okay can i diagnose a pill if I diagnose a pill, is this person going to keep coming back to me and give me money? Oh, well, just for the refills. Fuck. All right. I need to, you know, because they got a business to run. Right, right. They got to run their business. Um, and then they're probably good people. So they're probably like, okay, well, I got to really help this person. Not just think about how much money I can make. Mm-hmm. That's going on in their head while I'm thinking, is this person really going to be able to help me? Is You know, right. like that's what's really happening in that moment. And so for me to expect that person to somehow get down to the dirt of what's going on with lucy and where lucy needs to mm. really spend her time and energy to be a happier healthier person right there's no fucking way it's gonna happen in an hour yeah you know so i gotta like keep on going well i keep on going and i, I gotta make the most of that time i gotta come in with in my case my notebook i gotta i got yeah whatever other people's thing is but i got my little notebook and i got my notes and bullet points of like, this is what I think I need to get out of therapy. What do mm-hmm. you think? Therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they, yeah, they're not, they're just going to burn an hour and, and take my shit in, in New York City, 400 bucks. You, you know, know what I mean? That's what I paid for my last hour of therapy. 400 Jeez. bucks. I was like, I, I'm i going to take a little break from therapy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but I did. I went really hard over the past year and a half. I, I needed to because I was going through so many life changes. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. Like I got so, I'm, I'm not knocking therapy. I'm saying it's good. It's good. It's just the expectation for like, oh, I, I'm struggling with depression and anxiety, but I got a therapy appointment next Tuesday. The conversation your friend should have with you shouldn't be good. That's good. I'm glad you're working on that. That should be like, oh, okay. Are you? Do you have a friend should say, great. What are you going to get out of that therapy? What are you going to bring into the session? Mm-hmm. Do you know what, what do you think is causing the depression? Because they're going to want to know. Because they're not going to know. Right. They can't just rip open your chest and look at your heart and mm-hmm. say, hey, where? what's going on here? You know, like, right. so you got you to do some work to help them out, you know. It's not like diagnosing a car. Right. You know, so it's yeah. different. I,
0: I think your suggestion of writing, that's, like, going to help me now because I'm going to do that now. Cool. Writing that down. But I think if anybody is planning on doing a change in their life and they feel it's time ready, take that suggestion. Start writing it down. And then when you do go to the therapist, don't expect the first session to be good. Wait or, a little, Or the 10th. Or the 10th, yeah. yeah. I mean, and then also you know. I personally had this experience with a therapist, the best therapist I ever went to was a straight man. Okay, And a lot of women are like, I can't go to, you know, I need a female, I need this or whatever. And then one, and it was funny is, um, I went to this man maybe 15 years ago and I went to him and I shared a lot of like childhood drama. I went to him for a period of five years and I learned more about boundaries Um, I learned how to forgive. This was important for me because my father was a drug addict and alcoholic. I learned kind of how to forgive somebody that, you know, is not sober that, you know, the difference between when they were sober and when they were, you know, intoxicated and how to forgive them, which was something I needed to deal with. And had I been in the attitude, I got to go to a female therapist or whatever, I would have not taken it. I took, it was kind of like a gamble as a female to have that therapist that was a straight heterosexual man and here I am a woman coming in and a sex worker um so it was I had five wonderful years with him then yeah. the one time I decided let me go to a female woman that's um she's Hispanic like me and I went sure. to this crazy woman <laughs> um that was on some cue stuff and I was like oh no so I then like I went yeah. to somebody that was I figured okay she's like me she's you know, she's a Hispanic woman. She's going to understand my struggles. And she was a nut job out of all nut jobs. So sometimes yeah. we, when we're going to therapists, it, it can be tough. You know, you got to look for recommendations, but don't look at the gender or, you know what I mean? Be a little bit, you know, don't feel like you have to go if you're female, go to a female or whatever, you know, take a chance on a therapist sometimes.
1: Well, yeah, and it's, it, they... Yeah, like, they could be great for someone else who's also your gender, your orientation, does the same kind of sex work as you, Mm -hmm. has the same childhood, and then awful for you. Right. Like, you got to be able to jive with them, and then, again, it's on, if you're going to therapy, it's on you to do the homework. Yeah. And then, are they going to be able to understand your homework? Right. Like, that's more important to me than are they sex work friendly. Like, honestly, at this point, I'll tolerate... A slightly transphobic anti sex work therapist who just is good at the homework because mm. if they just know how to do it and they're yeah. like occasionally, like, Well, I think your job is just I can be like, Shut the fuck up. What do, here's the thing when I wake up out of the dread, what do we do? Like, I can because I'm pretty assertive, I can push through that. I someone else might hate that, you know, but I can I can tolerate that,
0: right? So you the, know
1: what I mean? I just need someone who knows the uh if this, then that kind of bullshit with uh, what's the leading science on mental health. You right. know, like, okay, chemically, what's going on with my serotonin if when I wake up, I'm in dread? Like, does that have to do with my hormones at night when I sleep? Or does mm-hmm. that have to do with... Uh, there's so many things. Yeah, You haven't eaten because you've been asleep. Maybe you're just hungry. Mm-hmm. Maybe your sugar's low. Maybe that's affecting... I mean, you know, the the, the chemicals in your brain like yeah. that. I need someone who knows that shit and I need someone who has experience talking to people and helping them,
0: you know, Mm -hmm.
1: that's kind of it. You
0: know what I
1: mean? Yeah. But But you're
0: totally right about the exercises because, or finding things that can help you with your mental health. They're so important. And then also I want to say something about finding the right community to be with that supports you in your, and, 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 that's why I was very curious when I first learned that you were here. I'm like, wow, you left Vegas and now you're here. Yeah, like, yeah. And I had a hard time when I first came here because I'm like, oh my god, there's, you know, I lived across the country and now things are different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm originally from the East Coast, but I'm like, now I got to get used to this. Being and, back and yeah. and being back, yeah. and then the change and getting to know people and finding my circle, and it was kind of difficult. At first, before I think the pandemic, I started finding people through social media more than before because I came here. Right. But how did you find that new community that help, you know, that helps you get uplifted in your life? Oh,
1: so I, yeah, so I moved to New York because of the people, for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, And there, you know, all of them are sex workers. All the people that I... I knew her, like Joy and Angel and Aaron, small hands, uh, married couple, they're sex workers. Um, I knew them kind of, but we, I, I, they always did straight porn and I, would, I did what every other kind of porn, mm-hmm. basically everything but straight porn, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but we knew of each other in a respectful way and we'd like high five at conventions. And that was kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought they were cool you yeah. know, and hot. They're like, very cool people. Very hot and they're very a sexy couple yeah. too, of course. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna pay attention when they're not on the internet mm-hmm. doing anything. Um, they always both just seem nice. And then, uh, anyway, I had to do a surgery in New York, and they were nice enough to put me up while I was going through the surgery. Oh, so that was, like, really kind, and they didn't have to do that. They mm-hmm. could have said, ah, oh, you know, we don't really have room, and I would have been no questions asked. Like, yeah, you live in Brooklyn. Of course you don't have room. No biggie. Yeah. I'll get a hotel. But they were nice enough to let me crash at their spot. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, I was recovering from, like, a surgery. So it was like I was taking over the living room. You know oh, what I mean? Right. Like in Brooklyn, they don't have a lot of room, you know? Yeah. Um, they were very kind, and they and they they did that for me. And I I just saw how happy they were, yeah. you know? Like they were both, they both had been on the East Coast for a really long time, and mm-hmm. now they're in New York. And they were just so fucking happy being themselves, doing their day-to-day shit. Yeah. The shit that you see when you're living in someone's living room. You yeah. know, making their coffee, getting ready to run errands, married couple shit, you Yeah, know, like they're in love's. They really, really love it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to gush on them too much, but yeah. no, it's I, hard to find I, a cool straight couple that right. really like is healthy. Yes, and gets along. They are. They and are. Like, God
0: and damn, good for you. Um,
1: um, anywho, they were here. Mm-hmm. My friend Shayla uh, owns uh, I think the biggest female-owned dungeon in New York. You know, mm-hmm. um, Shayla is what it's called. But mm-hmm. um, so Shayla, I knew just from friends of friends and Zoom, mm-hmm. Zoom hang, you know, stuff yeah, like yes. that from the pandemic. Um, and, uh, I knew, so I knew Shayla going to be here and Joanna and Aaron be here. Um, and I figured I'd just meet the rest, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, and I did abruptly, mm-hmm. you know, like pretty, uh, Justine Marie I became closer with. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's like a LaTeXy person on the internet. Mm-hmm. That's how I get listeners might. If they're latex fans or S fans, oh now I want to know who she will to interview. You'll know Justine, Marie. yeah, yeah. Um, so Justine's fucking dope, and had actually taken care of me after a different surgery, uh, mm-hmm. come out to Vegas to stay with me to take care of me, which is really kind because they didn't know me that well and they mm-hmm. did that. So that was kind of honestly a lot of these people i got she was actually one of those people that took care of me after a different surgery so i mean all these people were i was going through a really rough time in my life and the, some of the people that were the kindest to me when i was at my most vulnerable mm-hmm. happened to live in new york so that mm-hmm. was kind of what pulled me here and uh and then i just met their friends and their friends and their friends and their friends and, mm-hmm. you know within like two weeks i was like I got a full social calendar. I don't know, like uh, I can't do. Like I'm like, god, guys, I got to say no to shit now. Like I can't, (laughs) you know. Um, And then I like didn't mean to become like. I'm I'm polyamorous, so like, uh, but I was I was like solo poly. Mm -hmm. If that for listeners who don't know that means I mean, I'm open to dating. I generally, I don't just love one person. Like I'm fully capable of intimately loving. You know, you and you and you and you and being mm-hmm. honest with everybody. Mm-hmm. And just because I say, oh, my God, you're the light of my life. I love you. Doesn't mean I'm not feeling the same way about someone else, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm honest about that, mm-hmm. which is key. Um, and I fully accept if someone looks at me and he looks me in the eyes and says, I love you. You're so important to me. They feel the same way about someone else, too. Mm-hmm. and that's a good thing that's not like a, they feel that way that's what i know i'm like good i hope they feel that way mm-hmm. not just for me because i'm finite i can only right. can only reciprocate so much right. I, I want them to have so much goddamn love um because i love them so mm-hmm. anyway but i was doing that single like just being like a i don't know, hook it up with whoever i could mm-hmm. and then i ended up just bumping into someone at a birthday party and next thing you know I made them a sandwich and we kissed and eh, you know and there you go you know uh, so now I'm doing that here in New York and fucking loving it it's great it's good um, yeah just fucking the people here are great
0: but, so it was a but very good move
1: what you're asking me the community every single one of these people they're positive people they're people that don't they, and they're not sober people they're right. just healthy people you right. know what I mean they're people not and I don't mean they eat healthy although some of them do. Um, I mean, they seem to really care about going to bed happy, you know, mm-hmm. and doing good by people and like,
0: you know, and it's and positive well. relationships. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. like I've had Aaron on the podcast before. He is very positive. Yeah. He's, he's about his music. Great he's, Yeah. Great yeah. right person. Yeah. Um, so it's about surrounding yourself ultimately with people that will A, uplift you, respect you. Yeah. And then, you know, the right, finding the right people.
1: Yeah. And it's not this, uh, uh, like, I felt like at a different time in my life, I had found myself, it had been, I'd gone through maybe a year bef- uh, without having a real deep conversation with anyone. And when I say real deep, mm-hmm. I don't mean like profound or anything, mm-hmm. mystical. I just mean like, I could calm down next to another human being and tell them how I'm really feeling in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I could listen to them about how they're really feeling. And we didn't have to help each other that much. We just had to listen. You right. know? Um, I felt like for a whole year of, of my life, every conversation was like, Oh my God, I'm obsessed with this. Oh my God. I'm so jealous. Oh my God. I, this, have you seen so-and-so like gossip mixed with mm-hmm. envy mixed with yeah. chasing mixed with, Pride, right, uh, and all these things. That's I'm, I am a. I have arrogance in me. I have pride in me. I mm-hmm. have jealousy. I do all that. I have right. all of that. But I, um, if that's all I'm talking about, people talking to people about, that sucks. Yeah, you know that's like sucks so hard. I'm just yeah. that will make me not sober. You know, if I keep right, living right, right, that right. way, I mm-hmm. will eventually buy a bottle of Jim Beans. And be like, I just want to feel something real. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But, but I don't need the gym beam if I'm talking to good people, healthy people.
0: Yeah, good and I healthy people that are supporting you. Yeah,
1: you don't need it all day. I am I better know how to self-soothe and take care of myself, too. But, right. God, it's nice to just be able to hang with a friend, you know? Yeah. Maybe it'll be a happy time. Maybe one of us will so cry. Probably something in between. Right. Probably a little get dinner. They might spout out a little gossip and then i'll be like hey how are you how are you doing right and then they they open up a little maybe they do maybe they don't maybe they shut it down it's all right nobody's perfect but, but we're trying we gotta right. try that together yeah otherwise it's just oh my god so and so on instagram did you see their story oh my god and then you just look at each other's phones yeah and you're just that sucks i mean that's i can look at my phone at home alone
0: right 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 yeah you're true you're right about either. that's so true about like when people are too gossipy and or like what I don't like is this rat race of I've seen with sex workers and oh, content yeah, creators, that's yeah. new. It's something new. I never saw this before the pandemic, but I feel like now everybody is trying to outcloud each other when more att- instead of like sure. coming together and collaborating or whatever, everybody's like outdoing this stuff with this wow factor. And but it's not real. And that, that's kind yeah.
1: of, yeah. It's not what I've had to, I've had to be real with, uh, like, okay, here's what, here's what does matter. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to look at my calendar and like, what am I doing for the next 30 days? Mm-hmm. Um, I need to make money. I spent a lot of money moving to New York, surgeries, rebuilding a business. Mm-hmm. Mama's got to get some money in the bank, right? That means, for me, my best shot is to make good content that makes money, right? Mm-hmm. With, and so that means... Uh, I better book some people working with me that make money. Mm-hmm. They have to have either a big following or a dedicated following mm-hmm. or just a look that people from my following will look at and be like, that I need to jerk off right now. <laughs> my The content needs to make people need to jerk off right, right now. Right, right, right. So bad that they will spend money. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't happen, I failed. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. if I just get views on Instagram or right. like a, I didn't make any money? I feel I'm out of. I gotta leave New York,
0: you, you know, know what I mean? I gotta go
1: move back somewhere cheaper, so I need to do that. So that means the clout it, it's not like, oh, this person's all about clout, and we should be a little bit about clout for right. in the sense of we got to make money, but that's it, that's where it lives. Mm-hmm. That's the only important. So when I was looking at my calendar, who am I booking? Who am I gonna? All right, let me. There's this person I really want to work with because they turn me on. Mm-hmm. Okay, but will this make money? Is it, does their clout make me money? Does their following, does their look, or does my version of creativity, can I work, like, interact with them in a way that will make money? Right. Sometimes they don't have the look, the clout, the any of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, I have the feeling, you give me a camera and some lights and a tripod. I think with me, I can... I can work with that. You can make it. I can make that make right, money. Right, You know what I mean? But not with everybody. Right. And there's not like, I can't put my finger on, oh, if they have this shape of a butt, you know? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I yeah. They can make that big But <laughs> I mean, it's not that simple, but there's there's some things to that. But that, that's where clout's important because if they have a, fu- shit, if they got two million followers on Instagram. Yeah. And they're nice enough, they're, I feel safe around
0: right. them. Right. Well, I'm talking I'm more about like, gonna shoot the them, wacky stuff know? that I've seen like on social media recently. Um, and that I've been like, what the hell now? Like, you know what I mean? I've seen some stuff lately on social media that I'm just like, okay. Like, okay. yeah, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't want to go into what I've seen, but you know, it is important though when you collab, like you said, all the different factors you do need to consider.
1: And that, but that's the only time. Click, yeah. right. Other right. than that, mm-hmm. I should have made the error of only hanging out with people who had big followings. And like only going to parties, like so-and-so invited you to a thing. Ah, who's going to be there? Who's mm-hmm. going to be there that might take a picture of me? You know what I mean? And is that going to help me or not? Yeah. Like I made decisions like that for embarrassingly too long in my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I was sober during that time. I was staying sober, but I was not happy.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think if I would
1: have kept making decisions like that, I don't think I would have made made it to here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? i had to start getting really serious about like okay the clout chasing the clout chasing obviously is a mean thing to call someone a clout chaser mm-hmm. you know like that's like a re- that's like that person's just a clout chaser Ooh, you know mm-hmm. but we all are we we're all supposed to do that
0: right a little right. bit a little you know, bit yeah to,
1: to make your money right but that's it that's it and then you leave and then i gotta leave it there right. and then to fill out the rest of the calendar with who can i help um feel better. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, and like you
0: said, where can fun? I...
1: Do they make me laugh? Right. You know Collab what I mean? With, like, do it's... they... Yeah, and they, mm-hmm. the collabs and uh someone, you know... Do I want to go to a, sit at a park with some people? I don't know. Are they cool? Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, are they <laughs> or are they fun? Or, or maybe they're sad and they need help or I don't... You know, like... Right. Because um, I'm just busy. You know, we're all busy. Yeah. So maybe I can't go to the park and we should be home vet- editing. Right. Help. Right. You know. But... It's the, that clout chasey situation is, um yeah, people get caught up in that. Yeah. Get caught it up. just needs to live in the, yeah, the kind of budgeting your time part, yeah. you know.
0: I have to admire you seem very, very disciplined. You, um Everything well, like, you've accomplished is, you're very disciplined, and I really admire that. Well, thanks. Those, by the way. Um I don't think I'm always that way. You don't think hard.
1: you're? Well, I'm, I, I, I have, I'm in the, I'm. 20 months into a 24 month plan, right? Mm-hmm. Like about 20 months ago I was like, okay, we're going to make some massive changes in our life and I had to I had to get really disciplined to budget it. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz it cost just a lot, a lot more money than I'd ever spent on anything in my life, you know, to make mm-hmm. a bunch of life changes. Um and I put it was high risk decisions, you know, selling a business, moving cross country, mm. changing everything about the way I look, uh my voice, mm-hmm. everything, changing it all. I had to, it's high risk. So, so now with these decisions, the things I'm talking about, that's, I have to be super high disciplined. Otherwise I'll fail,
0: you know, <laughs> like right. I really,
1: well, it's coming. I cut it close, you know, yeah. I got
0: it very close financially and time wise. So, uh, but that's great because a lot of people, they can't plan that out. That takes a lot out of a person to plan something 24 and to be so disciplined to, yeah, I guess to not make that move, that. not a lot of people yeah. can handle all that. You know, that. know what I'm know. saying? That's just a, a, you're an amazing human being. Oh, amazing! Yes, Thanks. yeah. Because Thanks. Yeah. Um, it did take a lot when I moved cross country, and I had to learn. The pandemic actually kind of helped me socializing because then we okay. were for. It was weird. We were forced on apps like Telegram or Clubhouse, yeah. and um, then we all started more. You know, I started, I got a group of friends, mm-hmm. you know, socially all of a sudden, because when I came here, I was kind of like in 2019, I said bye to a lot of people in L.A. And then here I am back in New York, like, oh, my God, I'm all by myself. And then the pandemic hits and I'm stuck in my apartment in yeah. Manhattan at the time. Yeah. And but yeah. then it was a good thing because then, you know, I met like a community slowly of people and I, I got to know other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. um. Yeah. Yeah, and I needed those people to get through the pandemic um, in a way because that was a lonely, t- you know, time for people. And I was here right in the middle of the epicenter. Yeah, it, it was not fun at all. But uh, yeah, so you're 20 months in for your two year. You only got four months left now. for this. Four
1: months till I'm out of money. Oh, four months. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's it. I mean, my with my the my cost per month. I got four months left till. <sighs> Mom's got to get some income coming in, but I, I will. I mean, stuff's growing, and right, you know, right, like right, I right. basically sold every source of revenue I had when I wow. before, so I had to rebuild all that. The OnlyFans, the Clips show, I want Clips, the pay site, mm-hmm. uh, Nice is going to be my new pay site where I do really be creative and do mm-hmm. my thing, um, and that's where I can really work. You know, like try to get recurring members mm-hmm. that pay
0: And this is your money. new nicefeelings.com?
1: Nicefeelings.com. That's where I'm putting all my porn. And
0: mm-hmm. then,
1: but I've had to, it costs money. Servers, camera, mm-hmm. training people, um, shooting the content, editing it. Da, 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 da. I do most of this on my own, but I, you know, you got to pay for help. Graphic right, designers. Right, yes,
0: yeah.
1: People that write the code. Da, 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 um, all that. So that that's cost... Cost me a bunch of money. I'm spending money and it hasn't made money yet, obviously, for oh, your yeah. business. So, and then in the meantime, I'm doing the only fans that I want to clips, to the Clip for sale, this porn hub, chatterbait, mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not sure which one's going to really take off because mm-hmm. it's all new. It's all I'm under Lucy Hart's relatively new, even though mm-hmm. I've been in porn for a long time. You know, I completely right. changed myself. So, right. um, every, but no one's heard of Lucy Hart, so I got to restart. Right. So, you, I don't know if, I mean, it, uh, yeah, I'm like where a brand new sex worker would be as far as revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I got about four months till all the money I saved up is gone. And mm. then we'll see.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I think by then, I'll be all right.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Because
0: you're I, very active.
1: Super active, making the content, putting it up there, and things are growing a little. You know what I mean? Right. And so, so, we'll see. uh, uh yeah, but I couldn't, you know, there's a, a year and a half of that. I really couldn't work. I was doing surgeries. Mm. So that's why it was a two-year plan.
0: You I know got you. I mean, I basically,
1: I had to get together. Uh, well, I got together about 500 grand and it ended up costing me 700 to get, uh, uh, including moving to New York. Right. You right, know what right. I mean? Like all that shit. Um, so I, I didn't work and, and I spent that much money right so and then
0: you had the the deaf, recovering, surgery, recovering surgery which can be yeah. yeah yeah it's yeah. it's you're not sometimes you're not really no i wasn't really old. i'm still recovering from mm-hmm. the last one
1: uh but i can put makeup on i'm good you know what I mean? so, you so right. It's all right. yeah you know I mean? uh it feels fine i feel great in november
0: you know I mean? i'm downsizing my breast, so i'm like okay finally cool. i'm taking my implants out and um then i'm gonna get a lift but i'm like that's kind of going to be a big surgery because okay. I've had these things since 1997. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. I got them in yeah. Tampa, actually. That's where you, it started. Did
1: yeah. you have Diaco chance? Or?
0: Uh, no, no, no. I forgot. Uh, Henry Redman. That was Redman.
1: Okay, cool. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was cool. out
0: of Tampa. So they've been in since 1997, yeah. these breasts. And it's a big part of my look. Yeah, yeah. But I'm getting older, and they're uncomfortable now, and the implants are old; they're, they need to come out. Sure. And yeah. I, I made the decision because I have enough breast tissue, so I'm kind of worried. Yeah. Also, like, how am I gonna look? Is there gonna be a scar afterwards? Are they gonna be? You know, they are gonna be smaller. So it's so much part of sure. my look yeah, yeah. that I'm like, there's a part of me like, and I, and then I'm gonna have that recovery afterwards.
1: Oh, you gotta have to, you count on the downtime. And yeah. You gotta count on mental health shit of everybody after every surgery every plastic surgery ever looks in the mirror and is like oh god what did i do did i get botched like we that's part of it that's yeah part of the, the experience yeah you know what i mean yeah. like They put that on the brochure like <laughs> you will feel botched even though you're not you know so like that's you've got a color on it though because what mm-hmm. does that do i'm just someone who's done like six surgeries in the last year and a half so you know what i mean so i'm like ah uh, but it it makes you not want to work.
0: Oh, yeah. You know so what I mean? When surgery, you feel like... yeah, You've been having that feeling, too. Every single one of them. Oh, yeah, where it's like... I know
1: that feeling. What did I do? What did I do? Oh, God, this is horrible. Oh, my God. No one's ever going to want to jerk off to me again. What did I do? And then you know it's just your mind doing its mental defense thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like an instinct thing. It's fine.
0: Oh, my God. I know that feeling with but, the surgery.
1: <laughs> yeah, every time. You're going to feel that way. And you just got to process it. You know, mm-hmm. But... But it's downtime because you you, nobody's fucking working when they feel like a freak. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's how I feel after it, each one. Like, I feel like a service freak. Uh, <laughs> and then, I, you know, it all heals. And I feel
0: great now. And I love the way it all looks. And. Yeah. You need that, like, four to five weeks. Then you're like, oh, okay, it looks good. Yeah, cool. So, wow. Thank you so much for... Um, I really appreciate you sharing all these little things because... With my podcast, I'm just always trying to help different sex workers with everything. Cool, you know what I'm saying? And definitely with that writing, and then you opening up about mental health. I think this is great because, um, we you know I feel like obligated like to help other sex workers. I've been it for a long time, and um, you know, and encourage people. Especially my big thing is anybody that's sober. encouraging them and personally what i do when anybody i'm with that's ever sober whatever i i have respect for them in a way Mm -hmm. you know like i go if i go out to dinner with somebody i'm not going to order a drink you know what i'm saying i go that far and i just i i'm sharing that because i feel like uh you know we shouldn't add on pressure on people my father used to jokingly um you know, he never got sober and he died, unfortunately, because of drug use. And it mm. saddened me. So, like, I'm just always trying to promote and help people that way. So they don't have yeah. to ever, you know, we don't want to lose people.
1: No, it's it's unfortunate how many people. Well, it's, it, sex workers for sure, but every industry, you know what I mean? Drugs or restaurant business, definitely. Lots of drugs. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like in, hospitality, in a period, music. Definitely, lots drugs. Right. You know, um, but yeah, sex workers. We we lose a few a year. It's more than it's, a, more than a few, like a, a lot. And uh, but at the same time, every year at every AVN, every expos, every fetish con, somebody gets sober
0: because it's mm. like a gathering
1: of people, and then the sober people see each other, and they're like, "Hey, by the way, hey you, did, did you say you want to get sober? Hey, we're all hanging out over here Come Waffle House. We're all going no. to Waffle House, or whatever." You right. Know? And um, someone we'll gets sober. You know, so it's, uh, it goes both ways. Right. Yeah. You know.
0: So if any listeners out there, you know, um, are trying to get sober or change, what would you suggest for them? You, I do know that you've said detox is important.
1: Yeah, I think, well, I mean, everybody's got their own thing. But if eh, some people need a physical, like, uh, they need a hospital help to detox, you okay. know, depending on what you're, uh, like, you can die from detoxing off alcohol. Mm. If you're not in a hospital, it's the, one of the only ones that will kill you. Not most drugs. It's just awful. And, and people don't make it. And they're like, fuck this. I'm going to mm-hmm. go get high. Um, but alcohol, you can you can die from the DTs. I mean, it's bad. So oh. you should it, if you're detoxing of alcohol, you should at least check in for somewhere for a few days. Um, and then just, you know, I was just everybody knows someone and knows someone who's sober at this point. OK. You know, so I just start asking for help. I'm like, what do you all do? What do y'all do? You know? Cuz right. that people will people will help. right if you ask enough, right. you ask enough questions, right. you know. I think that works. Yeah. yeah
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on Get School today. Could you please let my audience know where they can find you, subscribe sure. to you wherever? So I made it easy.
1: I just I made a a website lucyhart.com, L U C Y H A R T.com and that links to all my shit. Whether they want to hire me to be their hooker or or lock them in chastity, or they want (laughs) to watch my videos, or they want to watch my free shit on Pornhub, or they want to watch, follow me on Instagram for cooking tips, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. (laughs) All of it is all
0: links off of lucyheart.com. So there you go. Thank you for tuning in to Get Schooled with Marcella Lonzo. You can find me on IG, Facebook, and YouTube at Marcella Sobella. And my Twitter is Marcella with one L under slash L-U-V. If you'd like to see this episode of Get Schooled with Lucy Hart, please go to MarcellaSobella.com and click on my Patreon link.